1: And now, we return to the purveyors of real
2: estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We're broadcasting live from the Rack Shack Barbecue Studio here in Egan, Minnesota. Hittnergroup.com is the website that you need to go to, need to, hitnergroup.com H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group, all one word, hitnergroup.com or give us a call, 612-627-8000, 612-627-8000. If you're thinking of making a move sometime this spring, uh, call, and we'd be happy to come out and uh, check out your house, maybe walk through it with you, give you some ideas and the things that you can do to enhance the appeal and uh, the price point that that property would sell for and uh, give you a net sheet uh, let you know exactly what you're going to be walking uh, a range of what you're going to be walking away from the uh, table uh, with a nice check in your pocket move on to your next property uh, or retirement, whatever you're planning on doing Six one two six two seven eight thousand. Well, kids, like I said, we're coming into uh, March the last month of the first quarter been uh, struggling through the snowfall and trying to get... Uh, The families, uh, the school uh, year—you know—is boy about halfway through the school Mm -hmm. year for most people. Spring Mm -hmm. break is coming. up. Two thirds of the way. Two thirds of the Mm -hmm. way through—is that what it is? Yep. I
1: made sure to go over that with Keith. (laughs) We were talking about uniforms and uh, such and such. Said you got two thirds of the way through. You got three more months. You can do it. You
2: can do it. You can do it. (laughs) You'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. Uh Calvin what have you uh have been uh, working on this week what kinds of uh things uh, come across your desk during the week
3: Uh this week as uh you know we're on the front end of your side right so we're doing a, a lot of pre approvals we see a lot of uh people making offers i mean this past weekend i think we personally had four or five just pre approval letters just getting out over the weekend literally we got uh one out of five So we just see that the market just because is because of uh, people outbidding them Mm -hmm. outbidding them or having uh you know finding ways uh you know that if they're overpricing um overpricing we had one that they're they're going to buy for like 185 they're offering 205 and then they have the caveat language in there that if it doesn't appraise yeah you know we have to pay the difference in cash and then the whole conversation is okay well if that occurs can I still get out? Right. Can I still get out of this transaction or not? And they want proof of funds up front. So going through all these dynamics, right? Yeah. To do all this stuff up front and then someone outbid them and didn't get it. So it's like, it used, it used to be Keith that when we sent a pre-approval letter off, we were like, yeah. Oh good. Got that. Put it on the board. Right. 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 Now you're like, well, here's this one. And you got probably 20% be shot at yeah. it. Yeah. So a lot of pre-approvals doing some uh, refinances just as rates actually came back down a little bit. So you know rates are really good, so we're doing a little bit of refinancing as well, where people are just trying to take some cash out, changing the term of their loan we've got I've got two right now going from a fifteen to a thirty as kids are going into college they mm-hmm. want to shift around their cash flow for a few years and so just doing a lot of different things like that.
2: What are you seeing with the credit and when you're pulling people's credits? I mean people now generally pretty dialed in uh, decent credit i mean the the credit requirements are greater than they were in. Yep. 10- yeah. Years well, ago. what we see
3: is uh, people are more aware of their credit. Oh, right. So they're they're much more aware. When I talk to somebody in the you know been doing this for what 16, 17 years, and it used to be, yeah, boy, I don't even know what my credit score is. I haven't mm-hmm. checked. it. Now every, everybody knows, right? Everybody's like, yeah, what's consumer you, you know? reporting. Yep. And then so we'll talk about prevalent. the three types of reporting: right, a consumer pull and an installment type auto loan type pull, mm-hmm. credit card debt, and then long term. And how they measure differently, and you'll have a similar score, but never the same score. We go through that, but everybody kind of knows. Yeah, I think I, my last time I looked, I was like low sevens or I was, yeah, you, know, you know, I'm almost at 500 now. Yeah. That hurts. So we don't need pull more credit then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people are a little bit more aware of I think what their credit uh, profile is. Those
1: credit pulls cost money for you guys. Yep. Yeah. So it's nice to in, have that ability. Yeah. So if somebody's straight up knows we're 450 yeah. or 600 yeah, or whatever we just the number tipped is over 500 yeah you know you that know we, have we some got some time do, and you know. maybe they can you can review a consumer report yep, see that's what's exactly on there what we do and yep. what we can do to help them out
3: mm-hmm. so senior quick question for you mm-hmm. so two questions number one how does the state we have you know you're listening to the news and the state budget right we have this big surplus 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 and then the news last night i'm watching it goes ah. Oh, Man, problems at the capital were five hundred million dollars less in surplus than we thought. How do that's is that like a somebody forgot to carry the zero or the one <laughs> or what? No, because how do you go from a billion in surplus to now you are five hundred? You like somehow it mythically and no one says a word. Like,
2: well, so that's question number one. All then, right, so address that. Okay, well, first question. of all, we have a two billion dollars in our rainy day fund at state right now, so we have two billion dollars of cash money in an account. Mm-hmm. Rating Day Fund. Uh, the the money that you're hearing them talk about is their forecast. So that is money that has not even been collected, right? Okay. So they have forecasted uh, – the forecast was for a billion-and-a-half dollars surplus. And now the new numbers have come in, and the, and the receipts are coming in less than expected. And so now they've revised the forecast to a billion-dollar surplus. So – it's not a crisis. Okay. You know, they want to talk about it being a crisis. So then, and it's a setup to raise taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they want to raise, you know, throw a couple billion dollars more in tax revenue out there. You know, going after the boogeyman that that the that the. Uh, uh, one party always likes to go after and uh, and raise another couple, so then they're going to have you know four billion dollars mm-hmm. of extra money, and then and then the the new governor's uh, budget spends every dime. Hmm. Wow, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> they'll all be gone. So yeah, I heard they'll that. All be gone. So I heard that piece. The other piece I heard
3: uh, is this term called designated agency. So there's legislation being pushed in relation to designated agency. I have no idea what that means. Can you explain that, that is and a, make it and make it interesting? So that's really a good thing. Dial. I mean, right now,
2: if you remember, <laughs> of 25 years ago there was a large lawsuit, and uh, that's when we first started talking about agency in real estate. Until then, it was common law, and and uh, there was no statute. So the statute was written that said, "Look, people need to know who's working for who." Right. So they created agency law. We got the form so we know that there's an agent working for the seller, an agent working for the buyer, and then there's what was called a dual agent. A yep. dual agent was in Minnesota. Look, if, if uh, you're working for one of the big companies, thousands of agents, multiple offices, and you got a listing agent out of an office in Shorewood – and a sell and a uh, agent working for a buyer out of the office in Apple Valley. So let like, let's say it's cold, but both Coldwell Banker offices. Yeah, let's say both okay. Coldwell okay. Banker offices. Then, the, according to the state of Minnesota, that's a dual agency. Okay. okay. Because our licenses are held with this, by same the same company. broker. Okay. Well, in practicality, and in other states other states uh, many other states across the country say well that's not really a dual. these agents don't even know one another and and they certainly don't know the
1: sellers they, they certainly seller's don't, don't know the sellers right, financial piece anything it. about
2: it and so they're working on behalf of their clients let's recognize mm-hmm. that that's the case and and what is really dual agency mm-hmm. so designated agency would be is i as an individual am an agent to my client okay right And if I have a listing personally and I am selling it to another individual who I am working with as we shopping for homes and my listing that I have happens to meet their Mm -hmm. needs, in that case, only is it a dual agency. But if I'm working on behalf of, of, of a client and there's a Caldwell banker agent out of the Timbuktu office. That's not a dual agency because, like he said, mm-hmm. we I don't know the seller. I don't know their mo- price, you know, motivation. I don't know anything about them. Why would Why would I be any different than a than a Remax agent? Why do, Why? Who cares? Who cares about this? Well, it's very important from a from a consumer standpoint uh, because we are prevented uh, as dual agents to from negotiating to the detriment of either party. So. Basically, it's, it's uh, you know, we just convey information by permission of both parties. With designated agency, we are able then to negotiate more ferociously on behalf of our designated The, the reality land.
1: is the con- there's a concern from a consumer standpoint that, you know, the, if I'm working with this buyer right here and right. I have a house right here and I'm working with you as the seller yeah. and I know your financial position yeah. and we had a conversation that's private over here and you said, you know, I'd take five grand less, but, uh, you know. Let's go this way, okay? Well, I'll can. What? What's your counter? I'd say, and I'd go over here and say, well, hey, the counter is four hundred thousand, but I know Calvin told me that he'd take five, five grand. grand less. Right. He takes well, just five. Yep. Yeah, well, I've just uh, breached my fiduciary duty to you right. in an effort to help him over here. Okay. now yeah, and I get I always, that. And, I, yep. and so that's the conversation that we have with buyers and sellers when we're right. talking about dual agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's the concern. That is the concern.
3: Okay, I
2: get that. I just do there, the, there are but it only happens. I, it only happens when you're when you are a designated agent. In other words, when it's your listing. How, right. Otherwise, how would you even have well, that? That's true.
1: Exactly. To me, that's true. True dual agency. When, yeah. you, when I know your motivations and your financial position, yep. and I know your motivations and your financial position, and we're trying to put a deal together. A, I guarantee I'm not going to help you get five grand off the price by breaching my fiduciary duty and losing right. my license. It's right. just not going to happen. It's not worth it. right. However, there are agents that are unscrupulous and do things they shouldn't be doing and they might sway that conversation in a other. way mm-hmm. that would have it go mm-hmm. in this direction in order to put the transaction
2: together. so you would so you're in favor of I am of in favor that. Of. I it think it's a great sense. I think it's a great idea because it allows you to better represent your client and it makes the lines more clear yeah about about what's going on out there and and then when you're in that situation which does happen right. rarely but you know win-win or no deal
1: mm-hmm we're going to have to break here. We'll log on to hitnergroup.com, h i t t n e r group.com. We'll be right back.
0: Get back. Frank Shack Attack. Frank Shack Barbecue. Mm.